0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You're listening to the upper hand fantasy podcast. Now here's your host Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rizzuto.
2: Uh, and you mentioned JK Dobbins. He just had his first game over 15 carries. Woo! JK Dobbins, 17 That's carries last night. The new year. <laughs> Uh, Gus Edwards only had three. So that's interesting usage there. That's that's the biggest disparity I've ever seen between J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I think Edwards was healthy. It didn't seem yeah. like it was any situation where he was hurt or anything. So I wonder if the Ravens are going to lean on Dobbins next season. So, you know, if the Bengals lose to the Bills tonight, then the Ravens and Bengals are going to play for the division next week. And that's going to be a game where they have to win, obviously. So we'll see if the Ravens, uh, if they... Like, what kind of split will be between Dobbins and Edwards next week, right? So that's going to be huge. I feel like these two games is going to be an interesting sample size to kind of evaluate J.K. Dobbins for next season. So I'll be looking out for that a little bit.
1: It's definitely encouraging to see him, you know, obviously break that 15-carry threshold, but also, you know, out-touch Gus Edwards the way that he did. And he didn't look bad doing it. You know, obviously 17 for 93 isn't – woo, you're not sounding alarm for that. He didn't score. He, he ended up with 9.3 points, which is, you know, equivalent to those 93 yards. He didn't have any work in the passing game. Can't really expect that at this point from the Ravens offense. But um, yeah, he's intriguing for next season. You know, I, I'm not sure I'm going to be targeting him just like I haven't been the past couple of years, obviously for different reasons. But um, he could have, he, he has decent enough upside Um, that he could be, a, like we said, low, mid RB2. And he has... High RB two potential, I think. Weekly, obviously, it's way too early to project, but this is much more encouraging. Seeing him out snap Gus Edwards the way he, he did, especially with the way they've employed, you know, a complete platoon at running back this whole season. It looks like he might be starting to get a little bit more of a grip on this backfield.
2: Gus Edwards is going to be on the Ravens next year. Okay, he's under contract until 2024. Number one, number two, uh, you know, I think you know. So did, Jacob Dobbins is going to be one year removed from the ACL injury, so that's yep. good. Right, that's a positive. That's what you want. And then, if he has a big disparity in touches next week against the Bengals, something to keep an eye on. I think that's something that's a positive for him because all I want to see is willingness from John Harbaugh to give him all the work. Right. You know, that's because otherwise his ceiling is capped.
1: Does that so cat? The, does that fall in that category? Last night's performance of him willing to it, give him all the work.
2: Yeah, it, it, it does. Uh, but I want to see more than one game, Sam. Right. That, you know? That's true. If I see two. In these must-win games, then that that tells me something. Now, yep. am I going to completely depend on a two-game sample size? Uh, I don't know. L- let's see. Like if they make the playoffs, if they do end up beating Cincinnati somehow <laughs> next week, um, then you know there is a chance that they had have a playoff. Well, actually, no, the Ravens are no locked. They, had,
1: they yeah. clinched. Yeah.
2: So we we have a chance to see a three-game sample size now.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, why at I least, uh, at least a two. I said that a couple weeks ago. I said like, how are the Ravens clinched already? Like the way they've been playing. <laughs> it's just and they have a chance to
2: win the AFC North, which
1: yeah, is absolutely insane. Yeah, obviously, you know Lamar's been hurt, but the offense as a whole has just not been good. So it's just like watching their games has been such, you know, it's been almost torture. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand how they're even ten and six. You know, it feels more like an eight and eight team. The Lions feel like they should be ten and six, but obviously they had that rough start.
2: It's been bad, but of course Mark Andrews is going to come through in Week 17. Of, of course. course, right? Yeah, he had he had his first hundred yard game since Week six. Uh, first game above 63 receiving yards since week 11 his first game with at least six catches since week 11 and his first top five finish since week six and of course w- the week when people are thinking about benching him and i'm sure a lot of people did for wh- whoever yep he comes through with a decent day he didn't score a touchdown so he didn't have a monster day but he had decent enough day where he caught a bunch of passes for 100 yards
1: yeah i mean remember we 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 pretty much replaced mark andrews with evan ingram (laughs) yeah and evan ingram had a terrible week so of course it's not like you could project that obviously that's what we're trying to do with the rankings every week but of course like you said mark andrews comes through this week with 100 yards i I, there's not much to say about this you know of course that's the only thing you can say of course i've said that like five times um there's no reason to think this is going to continue uh, I, i don't think at least this season. I'm ex- I'm not fading him next season. I think Mark Andrews can get back to being who he is. He,
2: he, he's probably going to be a value next year.
1: Yeah, he absolutely could be. But the thing is, all tight ends outside of Travis Kelsey are going to be a value. And honestly, I agree. I wasn't big on tight ends early in drafts going into this season. But the way that they played this season, oh, my God. I don't want to see any tight ends outside of Travis Kelsey going maybe in the first three rounds. You know, I would leave tight ends off the table until then because it seems like you're a better shot at picking up upside late in drafts than you do trying to shoot for a guy like Kyle Pitts or taking Mark Andrews this season you know none of these guys are consistent enough to be drafted up there with Kelsey and there's no reason to be taking them over other receivers who have a lot more upside too because there's always talent at receiver, so for me tight ends are being faded next season 100% um, at least at a high price Every, yeah. The price is right for the price could be right for any player where they become a value, and that's like one of the rules of fantasy football. But just tight ends, I don't see the positional I, value way up.
2: I I can't wait. At least with the tight end crop that we have right now, yeah, right. That's what it comes down to. It's the tight end crop that we have right now. But I'm curious to see how much these prices get get deflated next year because I'm sure there's going to be some values that we could pick out for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad I was fading Mark Andrews pretty heavily this year I was pretty at, uh, I was pretty loud about it too a lot of people didn't understand that one yeah um and I and I it didn't really you know it was Tyler Hunt. it was like Lamar Jackson wasn't even targeting him a whole lot but you know in the beginning of the year with Martin with Lamar he was just fine this year so that that was not looking good for me early on but right later on in the season he didn't come through But at the end of the day Mike Angels came through in week 17 when you needed it if you started him <laughs>
1: obviously yeah and the, the, um the other yeah. thing About Mark Andrews, you know, you figure obviously they have Rashad Bateman and a lot of people have Rashad Bateman as their breakout, but he got injured and, you know, he missed pretty much all the season, essentially, where he was an afterthought. You have to figure, okay, Rashad Bateman goes down. Lamar Jackson's still your quarterback. You should be having big games. Right. As like the lone pass catcher and someone that obviously has rapport with Lamar Jackson and that never happened. So it's like, how do we move forward from this? Like, does he have that type of upside anymore? Like he hasn't shown it all season since week six. And that seems to be the key. You know, obviously, all of these first since week six. Um, and it, it was an all right day. He had 100 yards receiving, but still no score. It, it was just disappointing this season. I don't know how I feel about Mark Andrews. Let the sour taste in my mouth move forward. So I, we'll see where he goes. Um, I don't want to draft him high. I hear that, man. Um, let's see.
2: As good of a matchup Aaron Rodgers and his wide receivers had, none yep. of the Packers wide receivers came through. As a matter of fact, everyone that you needed to come through in this game didn't. You see this matchup, and you're like, this has a ton of fantasy points written all over it. But nope. The Packers were up all game. They had a pick six. They had a special team's return touchdown. Uh, The game script was absolutely terrible for these wide receivers. Christian Watson, one catch for 11 yards. Absolutely brutal. In an amazing spot. Uh, you You run this simulation 100 times. 80 times, you probably have a much more competitive game. Right. Yep. Dalvin Cook also suffered because of the game shift as well, ended up with only nine carries with Green Bay going up early. And then Justin Jefferson.
1: That's the biggest right? thing for me. Yeah.
2: One catch for fifteen yards. Jair Alexander followed him on sixty five percent of his routes and basically shut him down. He did yeah. the gritty after one of the incompletions, and that was really early in the game. And was I, was the first like, quarter, oh. yeah. I was like I was like I was like, uh oh. But he backed <laughs> up his talk, man, and he backed up the early trash talk and he backed up the early gritty and he single handedly might've crushed a ton of fantasy championships.
1: Yeah. I mean, it didn't help that Kirk cousins was not playing well either. You know, obviously it was just a rough game for the whole Vikings team overall. Um, you look at the box score. I'm not the box score, but you look so much at the way that the score was for the game 41 17. You think, okay, this has to be pretty high scoring. Like you said, for the Packers now, I don't think anybody had over 20 points. Nobody had over 18 points, I don't think. Aaron Rodgers ended up with 16. He only threw for one touchdown. He ran a touchdown in. Aaron Jones had 111 empty yards. You know, no touchdowns for him. A.J. Dillon, of course, scores that touchdown. Like, all the guys, like you said, that were supposed to do well didn't. Robert Tunyon had a touchdown. Like, what's he doing getting the touchdown over Christian <laughs> Watson? It makes no sense. Um, the Packers' defense was obviously the start of the day. It gave them short fields. They didn't have to do a whole lot. Seems like every time I was checking back on this game, the Packers were in the red zone. Like they're right. about to punch a touchdown in. I tune away for five minutes, come back. Oh, you know, they're back in the red zone. They're about to put another um, touchdown in. It was just a rough game for the Vikings overall. But the biggest thing for me, like I said, Justin Jefferson having only one catch for 15 yards. Like, I'm not worried about Justin Jefferson at all, but this is just terrible. You know, that was bad, man. You got to feel bad if you're Justin Jefferson. I mean, obviously, he's probably not thinking like Austin Eckler did, but like, you got trash talk during the week. You got gritty on during the game and you had nothing to say about it.
2: <laughs> he was <laughs> mad, dude. You're yeah. so upset, man. He almost he almost took a ref out.
1: Yeah, did you see he almost miles garretted the ref? Like that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> he caught him on the shoulder. It was close. It didn't look good. Dude, but
2: dude, yeah. that, that could have been really bad for yeah. Justin Jefferson right there. It was a bad right. look, man. He was extremely frustrated the entire game. And he was pissed when Jariel was doing the gritty. He was, yeah. like, complaining to the ref. He's like, look, look, look. He's taunting. He's taunting. Yeah. But no, nah, he, he, he did it walking away that's, from him, so he got away with it.
1: That's the kind of stuff I would let go as a ref. You know, like, this is yeah. what people come to see. You know this what I'm is saying? This the
2: popcorn right here, man. Get yeah. your popcorn ready, man. That's what it was. So I
1: thought, I thought pro- props to
2: Jari Alexander because he was being shit on this week for his comments.
1: Yeah, by right? me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me, yeah, too. No, me, too. I was. Oh, yeah, 100%.
2: He I, said it I was, was a fluke. And yeah. we're like, all right, well, th- I think I saw it on, I said it on the podcast, right? I said. Well, okay. Well, are you going to shadow him now? And he did.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he. No. Now? Okay. So Jair Alexander, he had a very good game. Um, I think this season still he's a bit overrated. But this game, I called him overrated overall. You know, shut me right up. So that was a good game by Jair Alexander, but just too bad for the uh, fantasy players, um, out there. You know, us especially. We want we want to yeah. see Justin Jefferson do his thing. He didn't. Um, but gyres Jair Alexander's defense. They did score a lot of points if you play team fantasy, team defense in fantasy. So yep.
2: <laughs> that true, was the
1: story of the day.
2: So yeah, I was going up against AJ Brown this week, right? Uh, he was being Ouch. shut down the entire game, and then all of a sudden he has that seventy yard, seventy eight yard catch and run touchdown. That's really all he did all game, right? Yep. Like he was he he pretty much had like one two points like coming up to that like at the end of the third quarter, yep. and he still ended up coming through with a twenty point performance in PPR. Uh, and and that's why like AJ Brown is the man. Yeah. And, and by the and by the way, uh, do you remember before the season when no one wanted to believe me when I said that AJ Brown would be a wide receiver one yeah. on the Eagles, oh, yeah. and that this move to the Eagles was actually good for him? It didn't really work out for all those people, mm-hmm. right? And he he's actually finished as the overall wide receiver five on the year. Let's see what Stephon Diggs does tonight, right? Yeah. But and, and Jamar Chase. But as of right now, the overall wide receiver five in the year.
1: Doesn't matter. He's gonna, finish. he's gonna finish as a wide receiver one. Easily solid wide receiver one. Even if he yeah. falls two spots, wide receiver seven on the year. Absolutely. And then Devontae Smith, too. I think he's a wide receiver nine right now. Like right. and that's the, a, a lot of this, you know, credit. You know, a lot of people, the reason they were, you know, hesitant about AJ Brown was because Jalen Hurts. We wanted to see if he was going to take that next step as a passer. And he absolutely did. And that's the kind of return you get when you pass her, you know ascends to another level as far as you know his passing and just the offense overall goes. Um AJ Brown had a big, big season this season. Uh, obviously, it should have been a quieter day for AJ Brown, but he did luck out with that touchdown. Um, outside of that, that was one of those fluke touchdowns. Gardner Minshew didn't look at all like he did last week. Like I don't know where this performance came from. I was genuinely surprised. I was hoping obviously as a cowboysman that the Eagles will lose. They did. Um, the Saints they just played well in defense. AJ Brown got his touchdown. That's all you can really say about about this one. Um, he salvaged the day. That's how this game went. Otherwise, if he didn't have that touchdown, you know, that's one play. It would be a fantasy dud in the championship round.
2: But that's why you got you want guys like AJ Brown. You know, you want guys like like Tyreek Hill, Jabbar Chase, Justin Jefferson, the guys that could change it all on just one play. Right. That's it, man. That's what it comes down to. Um, Carson Wentz. Ew. Absolutely terrible against the Browns. We're gonna go. It looks like AJ Ron Rivera.
1: Carson Wentz. Ew.
2: Sorry, man. Bad <laughs> transition there. Ron Rivera made the wrong decision here, man, and it probably cost that team a playoff spot. And you add the fact that Rivera didn't know that they could get eliminated with the Packers winning. I was
1: just gonna say that. I was gonna say like, wait, they could be eliminated. It could cost them a playoff spot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's getting fired after next week, uh, and you have to yeah, because of, because of that decision. You know, none of the commanders' wide receivers came through either.
1: No. But you look at it, Jahan Dotson, he got the target share. <laughs> Obviously, Curtis Samuels quiet, but Terry McLaurin was out targeted by Jahan Dotson. And that was one of the more predictable things, you know, with Carson Wentz, our quarterback. We said that would happen. Outside of that one drive, they went twenty one plays and end up with Carson Wentz score a touchdown on the ground. If Carson Wentz didn't have that touchdown on the ground, oh my goodness, that would just be a terrible, terrible fantasy performance. It was bad anyway. You know, I started but- him. Yeah,
2: I started him in the Superflex League over Ugh. Mac Jones, and I was feeling like I was feeling really bad about. Okay, that. Okay, well, listen, if
1: he, if he didn't score that touchdown, <laughs> that would have been bad. Does anyone blame you? You know, of starting Carson Wentz over Mac Jones if you're looking for upside in a championship round. If that's the situation you're in, I, I I put Carson Wentz in too, so yeah. I don't blame you. The other thing in this game, Brian Robinson, we said he was a really good start this week. Um, 24 carries for 87 yards. That's what they call empty calories, folks. Like we just saw that, you know, I forget who it was. Aaron Jones had 111 yards and empty yep. calories. Um, That's the kind of thing that'll kill you because you'll look at it. He'll get 24 carries and 87 yards, like he did. No touchdowns. It leaves you with the single-digit fantasy performance. It point sucks. performance. Um, he didn't have any receiving work. That all went to Jonathan Williams. Which, why are they doing that? I don't know. Um, I know what's his name. Antonio Gibson was out, but Brian Robinson. A lot of a lot of people were high on him this week, including us. Including, I know Steve over at Fantasy Guys. You know he yep. just put up but, the but I'll
2: say this though. I'll say this though. Um, everybody was talking about Antonio Gibson being out, and then that's why they like Brian Robinson. And and I did not agree with that at all. You like I at was the matchup. High, I was Correct. high on Brian Robinson coming into the week, and I did not think his role was going to change at all, even if Antonio Gibson played. Like I think it would have been the same result. He probably now, would
1: have got his twenty-four carries, yeah. I, I think 20 plus, so. I, yeah,
2: because the lead, the games leading up to this, Anthony Gibson wasn't that involved in the rushing game anyway, and we saw Brian Robinson get 20 plus carries even with Gibson on the field, right? So I did not expect him to get the receiving work. I didn't expect him to get any more of a snap or anything like that. Um, but the fact that he got this with the with the with Washington being down all game, like <laughs> mm-hmm. right? trying to catch up, it was a miracle to me. Um, so imagine if the the game script was like okay, like imagine if this was like a close game right yeah um well you know it kind of was a close game you know for a lot of it and then deshaun watson kind of came back and mario cooper getting it done two touchdowns on like three catches right yeah. in this game in an
1: characteristic by the way yeah what the heck's that about <laughs> you know um but yeah yeah Interesting. Kinda, it, it does suck with brian robinson does this tell you all you need to know you know obviously you were not you weren't super high on brian robinson coming in the season I don't think yeah. you've moved much higher on Brian Robinson. Does this tell you all you need to know about his fantasy ceiling and value? Is he just a volume play forever and ever? Because he was not efficient at all, and he hasn't been yeah. all season.
2: Yeah, I, I don't
1: – yeah. I mean,
2: he got a little bit better in terms of efficiency, but I, I'm not a big Brian Robinson guy. I think he's really good in short yardage. I think that's a strong suit. Um, yeah. I, that's what I thought coming into, this, into the NFL, and it still is, I think. I, If I were them, I would bring in a compliment. You know, I th- I still think this is gonna be well, you never know who the who the coach is gonna be. Remember, this is somebody that this coaching staff drafted, right? Yep. Brian Robinson. And at the end of the day, it's gonna come down to uh, you know, who's gonna come in uh, as the next kind of coach and do they want somebody else as their running back, somebody a little bit more dynamic, somebody who could potentially catch the ball on the backfield. Uh, oh yeah, they have somebody, Antonio Gibson.
1: Oh yeah, that's forgot about him.
2: Forgot about him. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Uh, Justin Fields, you know, he was on his way to a huge day. He didn't do anything at all after the first quarter, though. Like, he did all his fantasy work in the first quarter. This man needs a true number one wide receiver. Daniel Mooney, you know, he's going to be fully recovered from his ankle injury, uh, but he's better suited as, like, a really good number number two wide receiver. I think once that happens, I think Justin Fields can reach serious heights next year.
1: Yeah, look at what – okay, so we just talked about, obviously, Daniel – not Daniel Jones, but, you know, we said, what if Daniel Jones gets his stuff on digs like Josh Allen did? Well, what if Justin Fields gets his AJ Brown like Jalen Hurts did? Like same right. situation, same thing going on here. Obviously, they have strides to take too, obviously on defense and as a team. But in terms of fantasy, just get him a wide receiver one because we, we knew Darnell Moody was good, but we all know that he's, you know, best suited to be a strong wide receiver too. And that's nothing against him, but he's a little bit smaller. You know, he's not a guy that's gonna go high point the ball you know he's a very good complimentary receiver but he's not going to be an alpha like other guys so i think go get him a wide receiver um in this draft if yeah they have a high pick right or they didn't trade that away did they i don't know uh, i don't know where they're drafting but there's also guys <laughs> in the market that they can go get to I, I don't keep bears information you know just here on my screen you know my actually yeah
2: pick. they are are they are they number 2 i think they have the number 2 pick
1: or they have number yeah number 2 behind the Texans, texas right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, there are a lot of trades, so don't scream at me for not knowing. <laughs> there are a lot of trades. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah they're they're at number around. two right now.
1: So yeah. no one's going to invest, I don't think, that high in, in receiver. Um, do you think they're trade back candidates? I mean, I if they do that, they could do that. They could make. They that actually happen. have
2: a chance. They actually have a chance of. Uh, so if they lose next week and the Texans win,
1: they could go to number one.
2: T- t- they can go to number one. The Texans better not lose this game, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, they better not win, win. this game. Yeah they're in the, they're they can take i mean i'm assuming they're going to take Bryce Young
1: i don't know cj stroud looked really good you know that's obviously true. we forgot yeah. that there's a lot to talk about in those games too but this isn't a college football podcast we'll get to them no. over the course of the offseason but yeah i mean i they want to have their pick the, te- the texans but i think the bears you know they have their quarterback and a quarterback and edge rusher um uh what's it called heavy draft which it looks like that's what's going to be like maybe they trade back. I don't know. I don't know if they like any receivers enough to do that. But uh, should...
2: uh, there's no way. Uh, they're definitely taking a quarterback
1: at one. I can't imagine. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the Bears. on the Bears. No, in sorry. a quarter but, in yeah. a quarterback and edge heavy draft. Like obviously, they could go yeah. for an edge. They could go obviously if the uh, if no, when the Texans take a quarterback, you know, um Will Anderson is going to be there. Jalen Carter is going to be there. Guys that they yeah. could plug in on their line. They might go there too just because they're studs. But you know, the Bears they have options. They have plenty of ways to go get a wide receiver one. I'm not sure if they're gonna get one maybe this year. They might go quantity over quality. Hopefully not. Um, but if Justin Fields gets a strong wide receiver back to the point that we were making, he, he could see a Jalen Hurts type of jump. And and that would be more towards consistency, where we've seen the ceiling, you know, this season, obviously, even without pass catchers.
2: For sure. And just a quick note on that backfield, uh Khalil Herbert. Uh, you know, he, him being back, definitely fight to David Montgomery. The opportunities were split 8-5 to five this week. Not great either way. Even if David Montgomery had 13 opportunities, they probably still wouldn't have been able to get it done. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm expecting a split backfield in 2023. So I'm not going to be high on David Montgomery going into next season. I've seen enough where they, it's possible that they just continue to ride uh, two backs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's okay. So Cam Akers, man, like what are we thinking about Cam Akers finish to the season? You know, he didn't score in this game, but 23 for 118 last week, 19 for 123 this week, you know, albeit against the Broncos and the Chargers, you know, two not-so-great run defenses. You know, he gets Seattle next week, so another soft run defense. He could get it done next week too. You know, are we going to see a resurgence from Cam Akers next year, right? Like, is he the guy the Rams Rams are going to ride? Um, if they don't draft anyone relatively early, I'm, I'm assuming Akers is going to be the dude.
1: Yeah, I think he's a candidate to kind of bounce back. And I'm not saying it's going to be a humongous bounce back. But just a return to solid fantasy relevance, I think, is on the table, definitely. Even if they draft somebody, I don't know. It looks like they're leaning on him a little bit more. It might just be because they're depleted, because, you know, it's a lost season. But this was a guy we were talking about, and they were talking about featuring heavily in the offense, you know, coming off the heels of that Super Bowl win. And obviously, things haven't gone well for the Rams since then. But I look at Cam Akers, the way he's playing. He's definitely played himself back into consideration where five weeks ago, I mean, we weren't sure what his NFL future was going to be. You know, so we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, And the Rams weren't sure either. Yeah. Rams were trying to get rid of him, actively trying to get rid of him. Well, not only that, he was coming off the injury, right? Um, He he was coming off the injury. He had, obviously, that injury that was bad. It ruined his season last season. There was a lot of hype. He came out with just dud after dud after dud. And now these past few weeks, he's gone over 13 points in four or five weeks in terms of fantasy performances. And he scored six touchdowns over the last five, he looks like he can do it for the Rams. You know, if they get all their players back, Cooper Cup, maybe he'll come back. Um, we'll see how he does coming off the injury. Matthew Stafford, if he plays well enough, um, you know, they just start looking like the Rams again. Maybe we're looking at a value because I think even if he has another fantastic game at the end of the season, his value is going to be severely deflated next season. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah yeah for sure it's gonna be interesting we'll see what that depth chart looks like going into next year um all right so let's try to wrap this up real quick so a couple of guys you know couldn't get it done man i'm on ross st brown you know didn't really show that ceiling over the last couple of weeks um right. you know jared goff and, and those these play calls man all about these random tight ends scoring you know like five yeah. touchdowns to like random tight ends over the last two weeks um you know three to Shane hopefully...
1: last week and two to brock right this week <laughs> <What's> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy
2: dude um but hopefully you were able to overcome Amonra. This was his lowest yardage total since week nine.
1: Yeah. Crazy. He didn't even leave you hanging. You know, he still you know, put up 10 points. I mean, that's yeah. not a whole lot, but it's not leaving you hanging like, I don't know, who,
2: who else? Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah, Garrett uh, Wilson. You know, yeah.
2: not being able to come through. Like, the Seahawks have been very, very good against wide receivers. I really thought that Garrett Wilson, you know, would be able to overcome the matchup, but he couldn't. You know, despite getting 11 targets, you know, same with Mike White. You know, this matchup seems to be too much for this offense. You know, I liked my white this week, but now the Jets are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Um, so that That's that, that sucks. Um, and then Talalaka and DK Metcalf, same thing on the other side, right? They couldn't get anything going against the Jets this week. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, one catch for two yards in this game. Yeah.
1: So are the Jets corners just kryptonite for fantasy at this point? Yeah. You know, receivers? Like it looks like oh, yeah. whoever plays them, we just saw it the week before with Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, they all had duds. It's just like,
2: yep. It it has happened all year long, man. And a bunch of stud wide receivers, you know, couldn't overcome these tough matchups this week, right? It wasn't just these guys. It was a bunch of them, you know? Crazy, crazy. Um, Kenneth Walker, though, 23 carries for 133 yards. Um, It's kind of crazy to think that Tyler Algier has more rushing yards than Kenneth Walker this year, but he does uh, and on less carries. Um, But Walker, I think, you know, going into next year, he's going to have a big year
1: Yeah, next season. He he should.
2: Probably, I'm assuming he's going to be a second-round pick. Yeah. Is my guess. Mm,
1: I don't know if I'd take him that high. I mean, obviously we've seen very good But but where do you think is ADP lands though? It's probably going to be high. Just looking at the offense. Yeah, it would have to be. And assuming that Seahawks get better again, you know, this season they have all those draft picks. They should be able to do well (laughs) on offense. So they should be fine. Uh, I like Kenneth Walker. Not so much. I don't think that'd be taking him in the second round unless, you know, he has good camp. I don't know. He, he looks like he's doing really good. I'm not doubting Kenneth Walker. It's just he's not really my taste right now. Could change plenty of time between now and next season, but um, yeah, empty calories it was. And that's been like my mo, you know, when it comes to breaking down these running back performances. But he had 133 yards, it just doesn't amount to much when that happens when they don't score. Yeah, man.
2: All right, I that's I going to do it for this podcast. I wish you guys the best of luck. Hopefully a bunch of you guys have won championships. I see a few people here in our comments who already won a championship. Thomas Jefferson, our founding father. Well, my first (laughs) ever fantasy football championship. He's been playing fantasy football since the United States um, has been, uh, has seceded from uh, England. So thank you, Thomas Jefferson, for your comment. Uh, Who else here? We had a couple other ones as well. Jay Small, Jack McKinnon came through, props to upper hand. I won my championship. That's awesome. Uh Albert you got Diggs and Higgins left tonight. He's down by 26. I think it's going to happen, dude. Yeah, I think it's going to happen for you. Um Prince is out, is saying that he's up 30 points. He has Higgins uh, up against Burrow and their kicker. I think he you're pretty much locked in with that W as yeah. well. So, hey man. That's wish you, wish you guys the best of luck.
1: Yeah, especially with with the Higgins having Higgins and him having Burrow, your your opponent. That's one way to offset their yeah. scoring is exactly. if you have their pass catchers, that's happened to me so many times, where they have my my quarterback's pass catchers, and it's just like every touchdown's a net negative two. <laughs> Assuming it's a four-point passing touchdown, it's just terrible.
2: And then Hoosier, Hoosier's Luck 89, I won second year in a row, thanks for all the information. Got you, got you. Hopefully uh, a lot of you guys have won your championship this, this year. Um, I'm giving away a bunch of trophies to a bunch of champions, so you know, we'll talk about that on my Instagram story on Tuesday, uh, so make sure you tune in there and We'll talk about it. How you can get a trophy for your league, a perpetual trophy that you'll be you'll be able to pass around. From, you know, it's going to be really awkward, Zach, when I get the trophy for our league and I put my name on it first and I'm presenting <laughs> it to myself. Super awkward, <laughs> a little weird. Uh, nah, but it, is it, is. Yeah. it is what it is. it is what
1: it is. All fine. right, guys, my name will be on it <laughs> then.
2: Don't worry. <laughs> soon enough. Soon enough. Yeah. Uh, if you can get past me.
1: Yeah, assuming uh, I, Rashad Penny doesn't get hurt, DeAndre Swift doesn't get hurt, you know. Obviously, I wasn't going to rely on Rashad Penny all season. Uh, do but you want me
2: goes. to? Do you want me to go through all the injuries that I had this year? Huh? Mm, do you want me to do it? Huh?
1: I, I don't know. You made more trades than I did. I've largely stuck with my team. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But, Keenan you know.
2: Allen all year. You know, I just I did just lose to Jonathan Taylor. Okay, I lost Trey Lance early. That could have been something. I had to stream my QB2 all year long. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, let's let's let's. Uh, cool I'm it with not excuses. taking away. Okay, I'm let's not cool it away.
1: with excuses. I'm not taking it away from you, Braz. I'm just saying <laughs> it's tough sometimes.
2: It is tough sometimes. All right, guys, take it easy. Have a good one. Uh, we'll see Happy you guys hopefully. Um, this week. We probably won't have a podcast tomorrow because no waiver show. We're gonna take it a little easy but we'll probably be back a little later this week. We'll let you guys know. Just keep up with Instagram and we'll be back. See you later. Bye-bye.
0: Peace. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too. With the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.